Welcome to the Fastest Five Minutes, presented by Kroll and Mooring. We are your co-hosts, David Robbins and Peter Ayer, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. We received word this month that the Fastest Five Minutes was profiled on a ranking of law firm podcasts. I didn't know there were rankings of law firm podcasts, but there you go. Good to Be Social called the podcast an excellent way to keep up with the latest legal news in a timely manner and referred to all of our firm's podcast content, The Fastest Five, All Things Protest, and Let's Talk FCA, as Kroll and Mooring's ability to consistently deliver such quality content in a unique way makes them worthy of a listen. We're delighted that our experiment back in 2016 with this podcast has had such an impact. Stay tuned for news of new ways of accessing the podcast and other content such as video alerts and other interactive features in the weeks to come. Peter? Stay tuned indeed. All right. Good news and thanks to all our listeners. We start with overtime pay news this week. On March 22nd, the Department of Labor published a proposed rule updating and revising the overtime pay regulations issued under the Fair Labor Standards Act. The proposed rule primarily impacts the analysis of exemptions from the time and a half overtime requirements. The proposed rule increases standard salary thresholds increases the highly compensated employee salary threshold and permits certain non-discretionary bonuses and incentive payments to be counted. We recommend those who are interested to review the rule. We also note that comments are due on or before May 21st of 2019. David. Thanks, Peter. Continuing the slow march of moving cost accounting standards towards generally accepted accounting principles, the uh, CAS Board, Office of Federal Procurement Policy, invites public comment concerning a staff discussion paper on conformance of the CAS to GAAP. We recommend any interested listener review the staff discussion paper available in the Federal Register, or as those can sometimes be hard to find, just reach out to us. We're happy to provide you with a copy. Moving on to OTA news. Late last month, CRS, the Congressional Research Service, issued a report detailing the use of other transaction authority by the Department of Defense including a description of how DOD exercises its other transaction authority, the potential benefits and risks of using OTs, and key issues for Congress to consider. Now, it shouldn't come as much of a surprise, but generally, DOD has the authority to use OTs for three purposes, to conduct research, to develop prototypes, or contract for follow-on production of successful prototype projects. CRS identified a lack of authoritative data, however, with which to assess how and when DOD uses OTs, making it difficult to analyze their effectiveness, but this stat sort of stood out, in my mind at least. Based on the data available, CRS found that DOD obligated less than 1% of its total contract obligations, about $2.1 billion, that is, to prototype OT agreements in fiscal 2017, which is the data they analyzed. In addition, approximately 89% of all new OT prototype agreements were competed in some fashion between 2013 and 2017. It's interesting that all the competition is going on. There's been a lot of, I don't know if it's urban legends or misunderstandings about how these things happen, whether there's competition, whether it's streamlined or not. So it's really interesting to see the latest breakdown of the numbers. They're not up to the minute, but it's the best we can find about the actual use of OTs. Peter, back to you. Sounds good. So typically we report on singular decisions or developments. Sometimes we try to think a little bit more about trends and themes, and and this next item fits into that category. 
So there are two decisions out of SBA, and it answers and provides a little bit of guidance to an issue that many of us who work in the deal space commonly think about, and it has to do with the present effect rule. So that rule talks about size status and whether an agreement to merge or agreement in principles have the present effect such that an affiliation finding is triggered. And there are two decisions that have come out, and we, I just want to briefly talk about them because they provide two very important guideposts for lawyers who are involved in deal work and the notion of whether a letter of intent triggers the present effect rule and therefore an affiliation finding. The first is in size appeal of telecommunications support services. And there, OHA, which is the Office of Hearing and Appeals, reversed the determination of the SBA area office that buyer and seller were affiliated under the present effect rule, finding that the parties executed LOI was not an agreement in principle, but merely an agreement to negotiate under certain parameters. In that decision, OHA emphasized that the LOI allowed either party to withdraw from the agreement, that closing was conditioned on forthcoming results of extensive diligence, etc. So that's one decision. On the other hand, in size appeal of enhanced vision systems, OHA affirmed the decision of an SBA area office that an LOI was an agreement and that triggered the application of the present effect rule. In its decision, OHA emphasized the negotiations began prior to execution of the LOI, that the parties were committed to closing the deal, and the LOI included a previously negotiated definitive set price without any closing conditions set forth therein. So two really important decisions for deal lawyers to think about at the LOI stage. And with that, we will close out for this edition. We'll see you again in two weeks. In the meantime, if you need anything, David can be reached at 202-624-2627, and I can be reached at 202-624-2807. Thank you. The Fastest 5 Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mori LLP. Subscribe on iTunes, and if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast. podcast.